0: Do not send your hand forth against the lad, and do not do him any harm. Every year we tremble in suspense as Avraham raises the knife, then sigh in relief when the angel calls out in time to save Yitzchak. We rejoice both at our forefathers' willingness to obey God no matter what he demands, and at God's unwillingness to genuinely demand unethical obedience. What are we to do, though, when the lessons and inspirations of the Akedah conflict? What are we to do when the divine command, as embodied in halakha, seems unethical, when the call of Jewish conscience seems to contradict the command of Jewish law? On one level or another, every observant Jew faces these questions. Whether as a posseg facing a difficult case of Amzeris, as a private individual navigating relationships with non-observant family, or non-Jewish friends, or increasingly non-Jewish family, or as part of a community struggling to give all women full religious expression within a genuine and authentic halakha, we dealing with issues of sexual orientation and identity within Halakha. Let me answer first in Midrashic fashion with another story, and then in Talmudic fashion with more questions. Once, several thousand years ago, Hashem appeared to a God-fearing man who had one beloved son and said to him, Take, please, your son, your unique son whom you have loved, and go bring him up as an ola on a mountain which I will show you. The man was troubled by the divine command, which seemed so uncharacteristic of the compassionate God he knew, but he was nonetheless prepared to obey. He woke the next morning, chopped wood, and set out with his son toward the place, and reached it on the third day. He took the olah wood and placed it on his son, but he carried the knife and flame himself. After a while, his son turned to him and asked, Father, here are the fire and the wood, but where is the sheep for the olaw?" He replied, God will see for himself the sheep for the olaw, my son. They walked on together. When they came to the place God had picked out, the man built an altar. He arranged the wood, then tied up his son and placed him atop the wood. Then he reached out and picked up the knife with every intention of slaughtering his son. But as he lifted the knife, he suddenly realized that the word Allah didn't necessarily mean holy burnt offering, although that was a standard translation. It could also possibly mean something brought up. He thought to himself, the God I worship would never ask me to kill my son. He certainly meant only that I should bring him up to the altar. So he untied his son and they walked home and out of history together. This is not the story of the Akeda, but it might have been. Raji tells us that Avram was aware throughout the Akeda that God's command contradicted his promise that Yitzhak would sire Avraham's true descendants. Avram did not ask the question though, until after the angel's call ended his test. God then explained that he had meant by Allah only that Yitzhak should be brought up, not that he should be burnt. We are left to ask, should Avram have thought of that interpretation before the angel spoke? Should the angel's intervention have been necessary? There are always more or less plausible ways of rereading reading halachic texts so as to align them with conscience. But lo machshavosay Sechem, my thoughts are not your thoughts. God does not always mean what we want him to mean. In this post-prophetic age, none of us can be sure that even our deepest moral and ethical convictions reflect the will of God, especially when those convictions seem to contradict the most plausible interpretation of his word. But neither can we assume that sincere religious obedience will never lead to evil, that an angel will always stop us before we fulfill an honest but immoral understanding of what God wants. The story of the Akedah teaches that moral conviction does not justify acting against divine command, but it also teaches that religious commitment does not diminish the need for moral reflection, that we are responsible not only to the Torah but for its content. This week's parsha tells us that God chose Avram because He would teach us to observe the path of Hashem, lishmor derech Hashem, while doing righteousness and, and justice, staco mishpat, and we find the strength to observe that path with perfect integrity while listening attentively for the voices of our better angels. Shabbat shalom.